Hi, I'm Emma Maidman and welcome to the Flow Lane podcast. This is the space to explore what it means to live a life in flow. Through honest conversations and storytelling, we'll explore how to move from friction to flow in all areas of life, covering things from health, well-being, spirituality, parenting, relationships, and so much more. This is a podcast to empower you to live fiercely from your heart so that you can create a powerfully aligned life in the flow lane. Let's flow to it. Hello and welcome to the Flow Lane podcast. My name is Emma Maidment and I am your host. This is episode one and typically this podcast series will be more of conversational style between me and different guests, but there'll be the odd solo episode here and there. So I thought I would start by introducing myself. Some of you may have been following my journey online for the last few years and some of you may have just stumbled across this podcast and are like, who is this person? <laughs> so I'm just going to have a chat here with myself and all of you and try to not make it weird. <laughs> so as I said, my name is Emma and this podcast is called The Flow Lane and it's dedicated to a life in flow. We're going to explore a bunch of different topics with a bunch of amazing people doing all sorts of things in the areas of health, well-being, spirituality. We'll talk about parenting stuff, motherhood. Um, yeah, so many topics that ultimately contribute to a life in flow. What is a life in flow? Well, I guess it's really individual to you, but essentially finding a path that is aligned with your heart, your deepest truth and living as an expression of that. Living in flow doesn't necessarily mean that your life is easy and that you're just coasting on through, but it's more about your ability to navigate the bumps in the path and find fluidity, flow and ease within all of that so that you're living in alignment rather than going against the current and literally kind of pushing shit uphill. Apologize, there might be a little bit of swearing in this podcast. Should have told you that before in case you have kids listening in the car. <laughs> So I'll start with just sharing a little bit of my journey and how I guess I ended up here um, doing this podcast. So very, very, well, a long time ago, <laughs> when I was about 15 years old um, at school, we had the option of doing sport at a local gym. And that seemed to me like the biggest bludge. I was not a sporty kid. I was a drama musical kind of girl. And I thought, oh, great, I can just go to this gym and sit on the floor and talk to my friends. And of course, the teachers were like, no, if you're going to be here, you have to actually do something. So we looked up that there was a yoga class running and we thought, we'll just do that. That seems like, you know, a bit of a joke. And so I went to this yoga class. It was, yeah, at a gym. The teacher was an older lady and I probably giggled through the class with my friends. But something about it resonated with me. It was almost like at that young age doing these practices. And I guess she was teaching a quite traditional style of yoga. Um, there was no like fancy power flow with music or whatever. It was more traditional Hatha yoga. And something about it resonated. And I guess reflecting now it, it, back, it's almost like there was a remembrance within me. But I was definitely in that moment of flow, in that moment where I was in the right place at the right time. And so it didn't drastically change my life in that moment. Um, I was 15. I was very much thought I knew everything. And so I went about my path. But there was that practice of yoga and I guess that interest in spirituality that was picked in that moment. And so 
as I continued, you know, finishing high school and, and whatnot, I went on to study public relations at a university in Melbourne and my career path was very, you know, sex in the city, I guess. <laughs> I grew up in a small country town and I just aspired to that, you know, busy metropolitan city life. And so studying PR um, definitely offers you those opportunities. And so I went about pursuing, I think, about six million internships. <laughs> I was very much a type A kind of person. Um, I partied hard. I worked really hard to support myself throughout uni. I was working at a bar and as a barista and I was doing all the internships. And I was, you know, looking back now, I think I have no idea how I was surviving, but I guess I was young and that definitely helps. Um and through that time, I, I was interested in yoga. I was still kind of going every now and then to classes and um, just kind of, I guess, dabbling in it. But there was still something about it that was calling me. And so anyway, I pursued my career in public relations. And there was always this part of me that couldn't reconcile the two parts of myself. I always kind of described it as like there's corporate career M and then there's hippie M. And I always saw it as like, I always wanted a yin and yang tech tattoo because I always saw it as two separate things. Obviously now I understand what that symbol actually means. But at the time I saw it as two totally individual things that couldn't exist simultaneously. And so there was the hippie side of myself. And when I started working um, in, in my career, that would, you know, get up at five o'clock in the morning and I'd go to yoga and I started to become more dedicated. Um, but it was very much still focused on, you know, career and not, you know, kind of, I guess, eating healthy as like a token kind of thing. There was an interest in it, but there wasn't a dedication to it, maybe, or a prioritization. And it wasn't until, um, I guess, just backtracking a little bit. So a couple of years kind of into the beginning of me finishing my studies and starting my career, I went traveling and I contracted some really, really nasty parasites and they went undiagnosed for about a, for about a year. And so I was so sick. I ended up weighing about 42 kilos. Most of my hair fell out. My skin was covered in really horrendous cystic acne and it was a super low point of my life. I couldn't keep food down. I pixie spewed or, or like a little penguin up everything that I ate. And it became almost normal to me to be so unwell. I was kind of like a high functioning sick person, still pursuing career, still doing all these crazy busy things in the background. And, you know, I had a lot of friends and, and family that were really worried about me, but I couldn't necessarily see it. I, it had become so normal to me that that was just my baseline. And yeah, I was, I was getting more and more and more unwell. And I'd gone down the medical road and I'd seen all the doctors and all the gastroenterologists and fancy other words for specialists. And you know, I even had one lady say to me, well, at least you'll look like Miley Cyrus by Christmas. And I remember thinking, that's kind of not what I'm going for at like 20 years old. Um, but okay, thanks for nothing. And so there was a, there was a calling within me to try, I guess, a more natural approach. And I guess... I don't know, it's like the original medicine, right? But I'd been so conditioned to think that the Western model was the only way. Um, and so that was, I guess, a moment for me of really breaking that first point of conditioning. 
And so I started exploring natural medicine. And what I learned was that's not just a quick fix of finding some magical person and instantly being healed. It took me a long time to find practitioners. And in the end, a friend dragged me like three and a half hours away to some random naturopath who did bioresonance testing um, out in the country. And instantly she was like, oh, you have these two parasites. Now I had had every parasite test and in knowing what I know now, they they work in cycles. So obviously they were dead when I would have the test and then they would come back to life when I wasn't being tested. And parasite testing has come a long way since, you know, back in my day. Um, so nowadays it's much quicker to pick things up. But back then it didn't seem to be um, coming through in my poo. Anyway, she picked up that I had Giardia and another bacterial infection that I can't even remember the name of. Well, I can, but I can't pronounce and I'm not going to try and she said, okay, so you're looking at, you know, I can have these gone for you in about a week, but you're looking at about seven years to repair the damage you've done to your gut. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. So I went on, that was kind of the start of, I guess, the healing journey. But kind of in the background of all of this, I was still very busy. I was still pursuing my career goals. I was still kind of prioritizing my health and wellness because obviously now I had a diagnosis and I knew what I could work with and I had a lot of I was allergic to everything I had so many food sensitive maybe not allergic is the wrong word sensitive to so many things gluten I couldn't have legumes I couldn't have nuts I couldn't have sugars I couldn't have dairy you know pretty much everything I couldn't have Um, and I was a devout vegetarian at the time as well so it made it even more restrictive Um, I was vegan for a while it's a that's a whole other story Anyway, so um, along that that pathway, it's it kind of, I guess, what I'm getting at started to become more and more clear that this was a, a lifestyle shift that needed to happen. And so after about a year of healing um, and, you know, spending all the money on all the herbs and, you know, smashing all the kale and doing all the things that I thought were really healthy, I sat in a naturopath's office and she said, Um, do you think that you might be stressed? And I was basically like shaking with adrenaline from the three coffees that I drank. And, you know, PR is a, is a career path that at least in my experience, you have to be very on. I was working with a global company, so there was no sleep time. It was like, you're constantly checking emails and Twitter and da, 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 da. Um, And so, yeah, I was basically shaking. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not stressed. I do yoga. Like I go to yoga a few times a week. I'm totally not stressed. She was like, hmm. Okay, interesting. Just just think about that. And so I then started to notice this pattern that hmm, maybe I was experiencing a lot of stress. And this played out in I would come home from my job and whilst my digestion and, and things like that were starting to get back on track, I still had really bad acne. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues that I had around that. And I would get home from work and I would be so anxious and just so much pent up energy and stress and energy basically that my partner would say can you please just go for a run or go for a walk or just go and do something because I can't deal with you this is my ex-partner at the time Um, and so in reflection (laughs) yes I was very very stressed my nervous system was rattled from many many things Um, but I realized that, you know, after these years of doing yoga, I, every time I would get to Shavasana, the bit where you lay down at the end, I would think, oh my gosh, hurry up and be over. I hate this part. I've resisted the meditation at the end. So even though I'd been doing yoga for, you know, years now at that point in my life, I don't think I was really doing yoga. You know, I was just moving my body and oming and feeling good about myself rather than really diving into it. 
And so I started looking up and researching, I guess, the effects of stress. And I realized, oh, this is not great. And this is having an effect over my entire life. And now, you know, it's, you know, they, they say stress is the new sitting. There's so much awareness around how stress is the number one cause of disease and all these kinds of things. But at the time, it, there wasn't as much awareness around that. So I felt that in my body. And I remember sitting in, in yoga classes and it was like I was tapping into this deep knowing inside of myself, but I was shutting it down with my busyness and not, not choosing to be still and actually surrender to stillness. And so then I learned to meditate. I learned a transcendental style of meditation called Vedic meditation. And that changed the trajectory of my life. It, it gave me a practice that required me to sit in stillness for 20 minutes and think a mantra, a sound inside of my mind. And that was pretty much all I had to do and be effortless about it. And that was the first time in my life, I think, that I'd actually really been still. And through that, the healing really, really began on so many levels. I noticed my skin started to improve. I noticed that so many things began to, my digestion, my digestion got better, like everything that I was working on with my naturopath and all the herbs and whatnot, I started to see that, oh, hang on, health isn't just eating well or exercising or doing yoga. It's everything. It's holistic. And so I was still pretty young at this point. And I realized that more and more I was becoming dedicated and interested in the pursuit of my own evolution and growth and spirituality and wellness. And that the career path that I was on was not supporting that. And as much as I liked it and as much as my ego liked it and I felt like I was good at it, it didn't feel in alignment anymore. And I think once you realize that something is out of alignment, nature will continue to remind you <laughs> that you're not acting in, in accordance with your truth and that you're not being of service in the way that, you know, your, your dharma or your contribution to the evolution of the universe of consciousness of everything. And so whilst it, it felt charming in some ways to stay safe in this job, there was a deeper calling within me. And so I used some of my um, holiday leave to do my yoga teacher training. And then a few months later, I quit my job and I moved over to Europe and with my partner at the time and lived and traveled for about two years, uh, lived in Bali on the way back home. And that was a huge moment of many moments playing out um, throughout that travel experience. Travel was such a big part of my life, but it, it showed me that I could be whatever I wanted to be. And there was definitely times, you know, I remember being in the depths of, I lived in Berlin and I was in the depths of German winter and I had fallen back into working in PR because I needed, I thought oh, I needed money and I should do this because I'm good at it and da, 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 da. And those same patterns and stories played out and I got into a job and I was freaking miserable and I was coming home crying every day and it was, I was again ignoring. And this is this, this, this happens to everyone. You know, we forget and remember, we go on this journey constantly in life of forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering. And so I was reminded, and I distinctly remember sitting in a cafe with a friend one day and she said to me, what do you really want to do? And I was like, oh, I really want to go. I want to be a writer. I want to work as a consultant. I want to be freelance. I want to be a yoga teacher. I want to be all these things that I'm, you know, essentially working for myself. And she was like, well, just do it. And I, was like, and I had all these stories like, no, I'm too young. No one's going to take me seriously. I need more experience. 
but something about what she said just encouraged me to go for it and I started working for myself and that was many many years ago now and I've been probably about eight years ago nine ten ten years ago oh my gosh I don't know a long time um and I've been doing that ever since now and I can't see another way of being because it I feel everything I do feels like a contribution and like that I'm living in alignment with what it is that I'm meant to be doing and that looks different for everyone not everyone has to quit their job to be able to find that so that's like a a, a 10 minute version of I guess kind of how I ended up kind of doing what it is that I do and wow so many things have you know for a long while there i just wanted to be a yoga teacher that traveled the world and did the traveling yogi thing and i did that for quite a few years and i loved it and i was doing festivals and again playing into my ego a little bit of like yes it's gonna be amazing and be this like famous yogi and blah 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 and then (laughs) the world had other plans and was like nope you're not traveling anywhere we're gonna you know have this whole travel ban and all these things are gonna happen that shake up the external environment And now I find myself living in a small town in northern New South Wales and I am a mother. I have a 14 month old little boy and my life has changed yet again. And I'm still doing, I guess, quote unquote, doing the things that I was kind of doing before, but in a different way. And I think the point that I'm trying to make there is that we're always evolving and growing and, you know, we don't have to be who we were. Um, just because it's what we did or what we studied or who we think we need to be in each and every moment we have an opportunity to evolve I mean your cells are changing rapidly you're not on a cellular level who you were a few days ago and you know different systems of the body upgrade at different times but you're not who you were you know we're always changing and evolving and I think that that old adage of people don't change is really not true people do change and people can consciously change and evolve it's just how consciousness works it doesn't go backwards it goes forwards even when you feel like you can't de-evolve your consciousness once you know something you kind of can't unknow it and so yeah I find myself now in this very different phase of my life that isn't as fast-paced as it used to be and isn't as you know events and things and you know all the stuff that I guess was my identity for such a long time in all different aspects of my life and the days are slower and somehow more meaningful and fulfilling in a simple and sweet kind of way. And so my beautiful partner Tyson and I um, run Flow State Studios, which is an online yoga, meditation and fitness um, on demand platform. We're actually going to be launching a bunch of different offerings really soon. So I'll keep you guys posted about that. Um, and we for a long time ran, ran retreats internationally. Now we run them in Byron Bay. Um, and we get to raise our beautiful child together in a way that feels in alignment with how we want to do that in this world that is ever changing. (laughs) And, you know, I think if, if COVID and, and yeah, the, the last two years has really taught us anything is that control is, is an illusion. You know, I definitely thought there was aspects of my life that I was in control of, and that's the Virgo in me coming out, but I think everyone was shown that you actually have no control. You know, it's everything's a wild card. Control is an illusion. And we talk about this a lot in yoga philosophy of the Maya, the layer of the illusion that we need to see through that's keeping us trapped. 
you know, control is something that we think exists, but really it doesn't. And that's not to say that you don't have choice. You definitely have free will and choice in each moment, but you can't control what's going on in the external environment. You can't control other people. All you can control is your response. And we see this play out beautifully in yoga in that, you know, when we take a breath out is the only thing we really have control of is the letting go of the breath, because you don't know if there's going to be oxygen and, and, something there to greet you on the inhale you hope there will be you hope that suddenly you know we haven't lost all the oxygen in the planet but when you take that breath in you don't know what what's there to breathe in all you can do is let go in each moment is exhale and to me that's just a beautiful metaphor of a life in flow of taking a deep exhale of having a bit of trust that the oxygen is going to be there on your inhale but of just letting go and surrendering to what is and to who you are rather than constantly trying to be something or someone that you're not and so this podcast is going to be an exploration of that we're going to talk about health and hormones and parenting and well-being and all of the things that have had an impact on me, um, particularly, you know, the topics around spirituality and meditation and these kinds of things. We'll go into that with some amazing guests. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to those episodes. Um, Tyson and I will also share um, our journey of, of having a beautiful home birth um, and I guess our approach to parenting, the challenges of evolving a relationship through parenting i mean it's not a parenting podcast but also it's my podcast and this is the phase of life that i'm in at the moment so there'll be a little bit of stuff around that um yeah it's gonna be good i'm excited and you know finding myself here this is something that i've wanted to do for a long time i've written a lot for media over the years and that was like a hump i had to get over of the imposter syndrome and then for so many years i've thought oh, i really want to start a podcast but i can't because of you know equipment or because of technical blah 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 and then you realize it's not really hard to like get a microphone and just record yourself and be comfortable with what you're putting out there you know it took me a long time to even put yoga classes up on youtube because i was worried about what my peers would think of me and you know you then you get to a point where suddenly you realize that you're living your life based on what other people might think of you and not people that are going to like come to your retreat or buy your stuff or support you in that way but just other people that yeah really what does their what why do you care about their input um and so we'll talk about that we'll talk about you know like i, I definitely don't have this attitude of i don't care what anybody thinks because um, I think it's important to have reflected back to you how it is that you're showing up in the world, but being discerning about who you're receiving that from. Anyway, I could sit here probably for a long time and ramble on <laughs> about my thoughts and philosophies on life. And I'll definitely do some Q&A style podcasts. I might even get Tice or someone to interview me if you'd like to go into my story or whatever a little bit deeper. But I'm really looking forward to building a relationship with you as a listener and to being able to listen and respond and find interesting, engaging content that you want to hear about that helps you wherever you are on your journey to finding a life in flow because it is our birthright it is we're all so deserving of living into this alignment and yet we create so much resistance usually in our minds and so this podcast is going to be a dedication for you to get back into your heart in many different ways so i'm going to leave it there for now um, thank you for your attention. Thank you for your time. 
please do me a solid and like, rate, review this podcast, particularly this first episode, so that when I do launch the rest of them, we can maybe get a few more eyeballs um, onto these important messages that I really would love to share with the world. So thank you for your support and welcome to the Flow Lane podcast. I'm really excited to be going on this journey with you guys as we cultivate a community together and find what it means for all of us to collectively live a life in the flow lane.